Good morning, everybody. I cannot describe how great it is to be today, here today. Psachim. Today we will be learning Psachim. Bezrat Hashem. Daf Dalid. And we're on Psachim Daf Dalid because yesterday we left off 13 lines down in the two dots. 13 lines down. The Hashta de Kaimalan. We're going to have a discussion about our Mishnah regarding Or. The Hashta, right? We, we said 15 different uh, proofs that Or means night. Or La Basar. What do you do with Dikas? Chameitz. The night of the 14th. So, okay, so now we've established that or means night. Let's see what's going on. So, wait a minute. We know already, right? We're used to this. We know the chametz. When, when do you start not being allowed to eat chametz? The, the Gemara is a little bit backwards in a sense because we're going to learn the source for, for the fact that chametz only becomes usher in the middle of the 14th. We're going to learn that tomorrow. But assuming, knowing that that's the case, right? The only becomes usher in the middle of the 14th. Shesh shows, let's call it noon of the 14th. V'nivdog b'shesh. So maybe at the beginning of that hour, that's when the Chiyu B'dika should start. In other words, mehecha tesi. Where do you get this idea that the Chiyu B'dika starts the night before? Maybe it should start sometime right before the Isser starts. So says the Gemara, v'chitem is reason makdim in the mitzvah. So if you can say the reason why we start checking for chametz the night before is because we want to be zariz, right? We want to be have alacrity and start doing it as soon as possible. Nivdok mitzafra. So we know we have precedent that zrizin means that you start that morning. So it would be the morning of the fourteenth. It wouldn't be the night before. Dichsev. And where do we have precedent for that? Because it says yom hashmini Right when the, when the mitzvah of bris was given, it would said that you should do the bris on the day of. The eighth day, as we know, Vitanya, Kolayamkulo, Kasher Lamila. And we learn in the Brisa that the entire day is Kasher to do Mila. You could do it any point in the eighth day, Elish's reason, Makdimim the Mitzvos. But we do it early in the morning. And we say, because Avram woke up early in the morning, and it says that with respect to a bunch of things, but certainly with respect to, to, to the Mitzvah of Mila. And therefore, that's when we should start uh, counting. Now, the, the, the Kasher for Mila is not that strong necessarily because we know that Mila has to be done during the day, right? Medika could be done the night before, which we're going to see. But it's almost like a rhetorical question. Right? Mila has to be done during the day. So the reason Maktim, maybe if Mila could be done on the night of the 8th, maybe Avram would have done it. Certainly one could argue that he would have done it the night before. But anyway. I'm a Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Okay, so Rav Nachman by Yitzchak is going to give you two answers as to why we do Medika the night before, not early that morning. First one is Bishash of Neyadim Mitzvim Bivaseyim. That's when people are around. They come home from work. That's when we're going to give you the commandment. Interesting, right? When do you? When, where else do you have this uh, sort of built into the mitzvah a convenience clause, right? Like the, the time of the mitzvah is given to you at a time that's most convenient. Maybe there are uh, there are other examples, but that's one reason. The other reason is, yeah, we're going to get to it. No, but I waited for you. Don't worry. It's going to be great. And Apsachim is beautiful. It's filled with musr for us. The whole idea of getting rid of chametz is a musr, right? We have to get rid of the chametz uh, very, very well within us. So the orhaner yafelivdika. The second reason Nachman Yitzchak gives why we do B'dika at night is because the light of the candle is better in the darkness than it is during the daytime. And therefore, we do it the night before. So it actually makes sense. Bris Mila, obviously, you're not going to do it at night because that could be a disaster. But, but checking the chametz, you want to do that in broad daylight, but checking the chametz, you're going to do, the best time to do it is at night because the best way to find the chametz within, within the house is to have the darkness with the contrast of the light against it. And that's how you see the chametz the best. And that's why the mitzvah of B'dikas chametz was given at nighttime. Where is B'dikas? Where do we learn B'dikas? That's at the big sugi in Daf Beis. Yaakov, I'm going to reprimand Yaakov. He didn't. He didn't explain that to you. I would say beautiful. He didn't say it for me. That's the only. No, thing he, he, he's, he says it beautifully. The, the, the Torah says that Tashbisus I'm going to get into all these brushes. You have to you have to remove the or from your houses. The Torah also says Bayira and Bayimatzei. You shouldn't see it. You shouldn't find it. Right. So if you own it, you, you can't own it. 
And even if somebody else, it's somebody else's chametz, you can't have it around. This is this is a serious, serious thing. So we have to get rid of the chametz. It's very, very much emphasized in the Torah, and therefore Chazal instituted both bittel and Vedika. One of them, according to where the old like Rashi Tosfos, is certainly Daraisa is implied in those psukim of Teshbisu and Lo Bali Rabbi Matzei. And then the and but Chazal certainly uh, required us to do both of them um, as we've discussed and as we will continue to discuss. So now, so now Amar Abaye. Um, so we're roughly, almost exactly in the middle of the page on Dalar Amal. Amar Abaye. Abaye says, based on Rav Yitzchak's explanation, Hilchah Chayt Survim Rabbanon Lo Liftach Be'idnei Be'orsa Deplesar Denagi Arbesa That Survim Rabbanon is a Tamil Chacham should not start his night Seder literally his night Seder Liftach Be'idnei his Seder the time of his learning on the night of the 13th right, in other words the evening of the 13th so in other words let's say uh, Shkia is at 6 o'clock on the 13th so don't start your 5 o'clock night Seder Right, the Nagiar Besar, because uh, the support of the place of the Nagiar Besar means the evening of the 13th as it approaches the night of the 14th. Why? Because he's going to get all caught up in his learning and he's going to miss the mitzvah of what? He's going to miss the mitzvah of Vedikas Chametz. Very interesting. What does this have to do? The Ronimus wants to know what about Isaac Mitzvah Potter and a mitzvah? Isn't one mitzvah docha the other? And so in this particular case, um, the answer is that this is a mitzvah, right, that's going to, uh, that's very time-sensitive. So when you have a very time-sensitive mitzvah, we've seen already in Brachas Karadowitz, that if you have, if you're going to miss Man Kriyashma, right, if you're going to miss certain things, so you have to take those things into consideration also. You can't, uh, you don't want to start, uh, perhaps if you started, and then you'd be able to, perhaps if you started, you have a good excuse to continue afterwards because you already started, but we don't want you to start your night seder because we don't want you to miss the very, clearly very time-sensitive mitzvah of Vedikas Chamed. So now we're 18 lines up from the bottom. And we're talking about more aspects of B'dikas Chomets. Okay. A person is renting the house, and so, right, it's an Erev Pesach rental. The rental starts on the 14th. Almi Livdo. So now, again, the Mitzvah B'dik was the night before, right? This is the 14th day. This is the day of the 14th. So, so you show up on Erev Pesach to your Pesach program, or whatever it is, to the, to the rental in Rechavia. And the question is, who has the Chiyav uh, Bedika. Well, you'll say, well, one could argue, wait, wait a minute, what do you mean who has Chiyav Bedika? It's whoever owned it last night. So we'll see, that, that ends up basically being the answer. But the question is, Ami Livdok, Al Hamaskia Livdok, the Chamir Dehu, right? Because we're looking at a different angle here. The landlord, maybe he has to check it. Why? Because it's his Chamitz after all. Why should I, I'm renting, I'm renting it from Andrew. So Andrew owns the Chamitz. Why should I check it? I am looking to rent it because so, I want to get you know, away from Pesach. And Andrew has, he can't leave Chamitz there. It's his obligation to check it. Oh, Or maybe it's my rental, my rental tenant obligation to check because, right, I'm, the Chamitz is going to be in my Rishus, right? It's not going to be something that I own because it's Andrew's Chamitz, but it's going to be in my Rishus because my erstwhile Rishus, because so long as I uh, am the renter here, this is my territory. Okay, so it's an interesting question. Uh, one could argue that this is sort of a uh, application by Yeroya, by Yimatzeh, in a way, right? That some Achornim, uh, I was told, do, do throw it out like that. They break it down, right? You're right, I shouldn't see it, I shouldn't find it. Maybe one sort of implies owning it, the other one implies seeing it. Okay. So Tashma, Hamaski, so let's resolve this issue. Who, who has the Chibadika, me or Andrew? So Tashma, Hamaski, Ba'ez Chavero, Al Hasochel Asos Mezuzah. We're going to try to resolve it from the issue of Mezuzah. So if I was renting a property from Andrew, right, then it would be my responsibility as a tenant to put up the Mezuzah. Right, because after all, uh, it, I'm the one that's staying there. But the Gemara says that's different than Chametz. Why? Because Right. Well, everyone agrees that the chiv of mezuzah is derived from the obligation of being of living there. Right. But the whole question that we had before is what determines whether you're obligated in the chiv of Chametz. 
right? With regards to searching for chametz, it, it's is it a chiyuv hadar who lives there, or is it based on who owns the actual chametz? That is still unresolved. So this doesn't really help us. So the Gemara tries another brayso. Amar Lo Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Tanina. Okay, this is a more direct brayso as follows. Hamaskir bayis chaver imach shelo masal maftechos chalar baasar. So Andrew was renting me his apartment. It depends on when I get the keys. Im shelo masal maftechos chalar baasar means that do I get the keys before shkia, meaning the night of the thirteenth, right before bedikas chametz time? So if, if I get the keys before B'dikas Chomitz time, then, um, so, well, it says differently. It says the opposite. It says, Okay, fine. So it, let, let's do it in the order the Gemara says it. If I get the key after Shkia, meaning when the B'dika, um, no, I said it right the first time. I'm so sorry. Okay, so again, if I get the keys before the Chiyav B'dika, then Alamaskir lived up. Then it's the landlords, if the 14th arrived for it. Okay, so now we're going back and forth three times. The bottom line is like this. If the fourth, if the chiyuv comes before I get the keys, alamaskir livdok, right? Then it's Andrew, the landlord's chiyuv to check. Why? Again, because at the time that again I am renting the apartment, which means that I get the keys right sometime on air of Pesach. So if I get the keys officially one after the zman bedika had already started, that means that at the time of zman bedika, Andrew was holding the keys, and that means that it was his chiyuv to do the bedika. Sorry about that back and forth. Alamaskir livdok. Okay, so then it'd be Andrew's, the landlord's chiyuv, because the chiyuv, at the time of the chiyuv bedika, he was holding the keys. Okay. But if, right, I get the keys beforehand, literally translating the Gemara is, after the time that I get the keys, that's when the Arbasar comes, meaning that's when, right, Shkia comes, which means that that's when the Chiv Badikas Chamech starts. Al Hasokher Livdok. There we go. So if I, as the tenant, get the keys before Badikas Chamech, then it's going to be my uh, responsibility to check. So, basically, it just boils down to who is holding the keys officially at the time that comes. If it's the landlord, then it's, and, and the tenant is coming later, then it's the landlord's responsibility. If it's the tenant already, because he's coming, let's say, before, the night before, then it's the tenant's responsibility. Very good. Okay. So we see that it doesn't really necessarily have to do with who owns the chametz versus who lives there. It has to do with who's there, right, at the time of the chiv bedika. So I guess it's kind of who lives there, but it has to be that person living there at the actual, or that person having the keys, so to speak, and we'll uh, flush this out a little more over time, but who's holding the keys at the time of the Bidika's Chametz good. And we see that, right? We see that when we sell Chametz, most people, when, when, they, uh, right, when they sell their Chametz to, to the rabbi, they have to tell them have to, how to access the Chametz. So uh, having access to the Chametz is like tantamount to owning it, to having that ownership, that we see that that's relevant. Okay, but that's important. Okay, seven lines up from the bottom. I don't remember ever going back and forth that many times. Okay, so seven lines up from the bottom on Dalai Madal. Here we go. Nachum Bar Yitzchak. Nachum Bar Yitzchak is very prominent over here in this stuff. Hamaskir Bais Chaver Bar Basar. Chazkaz Abaduk or Ein Chazkaz Abaduk. Related Shaila. Again, I'm renting the apartment, Andrew's apartment in Rechavia. Okay. So the question is, I show up on Erev Pesach in Yerushalayim. I walk in and I don't see any chametz per se, right? I don't see anything. It's not like filled with Twinkies and all kinds of things. But can I assume that it was searched? Or can I not assume? Meaning, do I have to do the bedika? I arrive on Erev Pesach during the day, as people often do. So do I have to do a bedika or not? Can I assume that it was checked the night before or not? So, so yeah, I'm saying this is this is very relevant to that. All kinds of those scenarios. So the question here now, although, again, it's very, very relevant, but it would depend on you know who the hotel owner is and what, this, what the arrangement is. But it's that kind of question. Okay. So the Maya Nafkamina. So what do you mean? Whether it, who cares whether it's, it has a chazaka of baduk or not? Just ask Andrew beforehand, hey, did you check it or not? It's easy enough to ask him. Why are we asking this theoretical question of whether it has a chazaka? We should ask him. So the Mara explains, the lace of the Haile Shalui. No, Andrew went to um, the Cayman Islands for, for Pesach. He, nobody could find him. So So the question here is, what is Allah? Do I have to go through the trouble of Badiq or not? So the Maranthus, I'm going to have Yitzchak, Tanisua, you learn the answer to all this in a Brisa Hakol, Nehmanim, Albiro Chametz, Afilu Nashim, Afilu Avadim, Afilu Ketanim. 
And so we say that, that everybody is believed, if you want to ask, was this house checked for, for Chametz? Then as Rashi explains, even Nashim Vadim and Ketanim, typically for actual Eidos are not believed, they are believed with respect to Chametz. So the Gemara says, the obvious inference, my time I'm Hemni, why are we going to believe them? We don't believe them generally for a, in regular Eidos, as we turn the dollar on the base. Says the Gemara, Lam the Baduk. It has to be, because it has a Chazaka, there was already Right, search. It was already baduk. Right now, the Gemara also throws in in that brisa. Why is there chazaka that's that's going to be that we think that's, that was baduk? Rashi. Uh, an extra thing. We talk about chaverim as we're going to see right now in this next piece of the Gemara. A chaver, let's say, is believed in mice, in, in meisers, right? So you say even if he doesn't know a lot of halachas, they're very, it's very big with them. It's a very, it's a very popular thing, and they and and we see a lot of times uh, things that they do. They do very very right. Uh, they're going to be very serious about it. That which they are serious about, they're very serious about. So one thing that we know about is these trumas with and, and meisers with chaverim. Another thing is, and, and so with respect to that, we know that with Chaverim, we assume that it won't even, even, we won't even let it sit Shah Achas before they take off Meister. They take it that seriously. They're that into it. So the Baisa here is saying that everyone is so into Chametz that everyone becomes a Chaver with regards to Chametz. In other words, with regards to Trumas and Meister, only a Chaver is a Chaver. Right? If you have an actual Amaretz, then we have what's called the Mai. Right? We don't know whether Trumas and Meister is taken off or not. We need a Chaver for that. For Chametz, we don't even need a Chaver. That's what Rashi is saying. Even an Amaretz is going to be treated like a Chaver because everybody has a Pesach Seder. Right? Um, Right, Every, everybody has a Pesach Seder, everybody knows about Chametz, everybody takes that very, very seriously. Obviously Pesach Seder and Chametz are two different things, but the point is, the, the Pesach Seder of today is the B'dikas Chametz of then, everybody is the B'dikas Chametz, okay. So that's why they're believed. In other words, because everybody is into it, it's assumed that it, it, it was done. And because it was assumed that it was done, we don't even really need their Edus. They're just uh, like sort of like added confirmation, but we don't really need their Edus for it. And that's why it works. Okay, uh, what do they say about Chaverim? The Tanya we said with regards to this is what uh, we explained before. The Brisa says Peros. Right, so we don't know when this person passed away, but we know that. Well, actually, we must. It has to be that we knew that the time of death, because I guess if we had a suffix at the time of death, that we don't know what happened. But but maybe we don't. In other words, all we see is the following evidence: we walk into the house and we see a a dead person and a dead Chaver and a draw full, a storehouse full of fruit. So can we assume that the fruit had the mice taken off or not? Says the Brisa. Right, so we say that even if we know that the fruit was picked that very day, we know that these this chaver they have a chazaka that they were mitukan that trumas and were taken off because chavers they never let fruit go too long before they take the meiser off right away. So that even if we don't we don't even know the sequence of what happened, they are so incredibly meticulous with the trumas and they do it immediately, and therefore you could presume that the chaver took off the trumas and And in a similar way, we can assume that. Anybody, even not Chaver, even Amaretz, everybody's considered to have done the Badikas Chametz. Okay. Now. What's the purpose of Badika? I mean, why are you hiding it? Every little. So it's a big. It's a big. Right. Well, not not everybody is very neat, and sometimes you have all kinds of children and other assorted kinds of animals that, that spread the chametz everywhere. If you've if you've ever done a serious badika, it's amazing where you can find chametz. Yeah, but what do you found? How does it get under the couch? No, you may you may forget where you put this thing. Why are you creating a? You know, so trouble. that's a machlokas rashi Do you need do you, because you don't want to find yourself in a situation on Pesach where you find chametz because because again the, we're going to talk about how, how you handle chametz that's found on Pesach but there's an extra special emphasis in the Torah that chametz we have to say and maybe that's the Quran what's Muslim moment they have to be extra vigilant because the chametz within our souls we have to be extra vigilant to seek it out we don't just leave it there and let it accumulate we seek it out and try to burn it all out uh, and clean clean ourselves uh, and do our spring our, our, our uh, spiritual spring cleaning. Uh, we have to seek uh, ourselves to do tshuva, right? You have to always look inside yourself. You can't just uh, be casual about it. Okay. Now, how do we know that the reason? Um, how do we know that the reason why we're not going to we're going to assume 
or we're not going to make you search the house when a cotton, let's say, tells you that it was searched. How do we know that it's because of the fact that it's Cheskas Baduk? Says the Gemara, Dilma shiny hacham shimtuk amri honey, right? Maybe, right, it, as opposed to the idea that it's a chazaka that's baduk, maybe it's because the katan and the evidence tell, or the, or the or isha is telling you that it's baduk. In other words, we said that, right, we said clearly that if a katan evidence or isha tells you that it's baduk, that we believe you. And we assume that it's because the house has a cheska's baduk. But maybe that's not the reason. Maybe it's because in this particular case, with regards to comments, we believe them. It's almost like a lumbus. Is it because the house is presumed to have been checked and therefore we believe them? Or is it because everyone's believed with regards to comments and therefore we believe them? So the Gemara says, no. Up to Amir, the honey, midi, mishasha, itbe. In other words, do Meshasha Ipe means does it have any substance, right? Does the Aedis of these aforementioned Evan Katan have any substance at all? No. So clearly that Aedis is irrelevant, right? It's, it doesn't have any substance at all. It must be that it has to do something with the status of the house and not the actual status of their Aedis. Oh. So the Gemara says, Elamai Yeah, but that's not, the, that's not the language. That's not the terminology of the source here. The Bryce says, Hakol Ne'emanim. Ne'emanim means, makes it sound like it has nothing to do with the status of the house, but rather it makes it sound like it has to do with the, what? The status of the Ne'emanos of those who are testifying, even though they typically are not partial edus, they're not taken seriously with regards to edus. With regards to this, they are. So why is the Bryce using the Lushan of Hakol Ne'emanim if it doesn't have to do with the believability of those people? So he says, If the real reason was that the house was presumed to be checked, then that would have been the language of the Bryce. The Bryce would have said, right? He would have talked about the house. It would have emphasized that the house is baduk. It wouldn't have just talked about the edus of those, of those individuals. Okay. So the Gemara says, mishum So what's the reason that you don't need to search the house? Because the Amir Dahani. Right? It's because they spoke. So it says, Hallo Amri Hani Lo. And that implies that if you didn't have the Eved, Katan, right? If you didn't have these individuals uh, actually testifying, then you couldn't just walk in and assume that it was checked. You would not be able to do that. Wow. Sounds like you don't have this chazaka that's baduk. Right? In other words, if that, if you walk in, so we have a case where you have an isha or an evid or a katan and they're testifying that it's baduk. Okay, so it's like an edechad nema bisurin, so to speak. And there's a lot of discussion. Rabari Leibowitz, the great, the family master talks about, you know, with, with all kinds of things, with kashras and all kinds of things, we have these, these namanas. So the, the question is, is that why they're naman or is it not? Well, the question, the litmus test would be, if they're not there, would we actually, uh, assume that it was checked? So the, the Gemara at this point is saying that no, we wouldn't assume so. That the, certainly the Brisa implies that it has to do with their Neimanus, not with the Cheskas Baduk. So that reflects on whether we assume that an empty apartment that you walk into when Andrew's in the Cayman Islands, can we assume that it's checked or not? Let's say in the app, Andrew says the key is under the rug, under the welcome mat. There's nobody there to greet me, there's nobody there to let me in and show me around. So I'm walking in. Is the house on its own? Is it assumed to be Baduk or not? So what's the answer? So the Gemara says, no, we can't say that just because the Brisa says that somebody's testifying about it, we can't say that that means that the house on its own merits is not assumed to be Baduk. Why? Says no, really, I can walk into that empty apartment and assume that it's checked already. So what's the, why is the Brisa talking about a case where somebody's actually, you have a little kid there saying, don't worry, Andrew checked it. Oh, because we have a reason to assume that Andrew didn't check the house. Why? Because he was away. He's been in Cayman Island then for two and a half weeks. So, like, who's to say that he was even thinking about Hamid's then? But yet, there was a kid, a neighbor, just came by and he said, no, 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 no. We, we searched it ourselves. Oh. You would have thought that because that kid is a kid, after all, and he has no name on us, Kamash Malan, the Bryce teaches you, Kevin, the Bidikas Chametz, Midirabanan, who, right, since Bidikas Chametz is only Midirabanan, the Midiraisa, Bibito, Bealma, Sagile, here's one of the sources, we'll see again in Davav, but here's the source that Tosos has, that Midiraisa, Bibito, Alma, Sagile, also uh, Rashi concedes as well, and that's where you get the Ran that explains the Shitas Rashi, as we explained in the introduction to the, to, to the, uh, 
to the Masechet, and I saw I, I, that Yaakov also, uh, it's one of the most basic questions you always, you can't get past the Machalkas Rashi Tosos on Vidikos Chavis here, but everybody agrees that Midar Raisa, the Gemara says straight out, Bittol Be'al Masagilei, all you have to do is be Mbatolet, therefore, Vidikos Chavis, in the event, Rashi's going to say, or the Ran is going to say within Rashi, in the event that you did Bittol, Vidikos Chavis is going to be Durabanon, so him knew Rabbanon, bid Rabbanon. So the Rabbanon were the ones that, what, made this decree that you have to, they made, they're the ones that made this gazer that once you've done Bittol, you still should do Bidika. And therefore, since they made it, they can also modify it to say that, yes, that decree falls away in this situation where you have, a, so long as you have that katan giving you that edus. So they have control, so to speak, because they're the ones that put the gazera, they're the ones that can suspend the gazera, relax the gazera, um, when you have the evid katan and isha testimony that somebody actually checked it. Okay, so with the two thousand mm-hmm. middle of the page of Dalaran based. And we'll talk more about rented, uh, rented uh, rental here. So Ibailahu. And we haven't picked on Andrew in, in a week, so we're going to keep going back to that. Ibailahu. Hamaskir Okay. So Andrew again rents me his Rahavia apartment. And everybody has this assumption, right? I'm renting the apartment for Pesach, right? I'm arriving on Arab Pesach. So Andrew knows that. And, and he's learned Pesachim with me at that point. So Bezat Hashem. So he knows that I'm expecting a house that's going to be clean for Pesach. That's the reason why I'm doing this. I show up, I see Andrew's Twinkies everywhere. And, 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 and Italian bread. I never knew Andrew was into Italian bread. So now, so, so now what can, what, what's, what's going to be the dynamic between me and Andrew here? We're going to have some issues. I'm going to, this is going to require a phone call. And in that phone call, we're going to say it like this. Rashi explains, right? In other words, I show up to my Andrew's apartment in that I'm renting, and I see all those comments everywhere. So I'm going to go to a different apartment. I don't have time to clean all this. Do, do I have the right to get my money back from the rental from Andrew or not? In other words, is it so assumed in the rental contract that the house is going to be checked for chametz that it's actually considered a mekach tos to show up on Air Pesach and find chametz? That's the question, right? As Rashi says, If I were to come to Andrew and say, I didn't rent it like this, I, I, I don't want, I can't pay you for this. So my answer is Tashma. Ah, it's not necessary to say that, of course, of course, uh, that of course I have to pay Andrew. Uh, saying it outside, is, it's like this. Basically, the Gemara, it's hard to understand this Gemara because we don't have this mindset. The mindset of the Gemara is that it's a schus to do B'dikas Hametz. B'dikas Hametz is a mitzvah, such that if I were to show up in Erev Pesach, me and my wife and all the kids, we show up and we see, oh, Baruch Hashem, there's Hametz here. This, not only do we get to go away for Pesach, but we even get to still clean the house. Best of both worlds. That's the assumption of the Gemara. And not only that, says the Baye, but even in a place where typically people don't do their own B'dikas uh, Chametz, but they pay somebody else to do the bedikah, still, they'll be extra excited to find Andrew's apartment littered with chametz because they'll have the schus of paying for that mitzvah bedikah's chametz. Let's read it inside. Right? Um, it's obvious that in a, in a place where you don't pay people to to the bedikah, that's what you mean to the Yavi Agra, but you don't pay people to do the bedikah, it's obvious to Nichalei. There, certainly, it's going to be great to show up on Air Face that can find it filled with chametz because then you get to do the mitzvah. But even in a place where you pay for someone else to do the bedikah, still, I'm not going to complain. Who would ever complain about having a pace, um, all this chametz on their Pesach rental? Because even if you don't get to do the mitzvah by yourself, right, then you, at least you'd love to pay for doing the mitzvah. Let's see, we're at the time of 609. We have a little extra time so we can read this Rashi because it's a grand Muslim moment. Uh, we don't necessarily culturally have this today. So it's nice to hearken back to those days. I can't say to Andrew, I don't want to pay you for this rental because I would not have rented this apartment if I knew that you left all your chametz here. Because I'm going to be extra excited to find chametz there because I'm going to have the mitzvah opportunity. Right? Like people who don't want to wash because they don't want to bench. 
<laughs> right? What do you mean? It's a the only reason you would wash it, so you have the schus of doing the mitzvah daraisa berchaz amazon. Right? Right? Um, right. If, if, if I knew that it wasn't badik, I, I wouldn't have had uh, trouble with it at all. As a matter of fact, Andrew, if I knew that you were leaving all your chametz there, I probably would have paid you double. Because not only were you giving me the apartment, but you gave me the schus of the mitzvah badikas chametz as well. Yes, that the landlord still has to compensate for the money spent, uh, even though he's happy, right? So, so Barry is pointing out that the article is saying that even though I'm happy to have to perform the mitzvah, right, that's only when it's not going to cause me financial loss. So he modifies it a little bit. So in the event that I find somebody and I pay them to clean the apartment, it's possible that even though the apartment rental itself, Andrew is not going to, that's never going to be in dispute. That, that's going to be kayim. That's nigh. Um, the actual money that I'm going to be paying for the cleaning of the apartment, that I'll, Andrew will compensate me. Thank you, Barry. Okay, so that's, but still, it's, it's a beautiful idea to have the desire to do the mitzvah bedikas chametz as opposed to, to dread it. That would be a beautiful mentality to have. Okay. I think my wife actually does enjoy Pesach cleaning very much uh, because she likes the idea of cleaning it out. Why should it be chametzdik and shmitzdik? Uh, it's good to clean it out every once in a while. We always clean it out, but to have a real deep cleaning is nice once in a while. Okay. Now, now we finally get to the idea of where are the source of when you're supposed to do the bedikah. We had already said that it has to do, right, as we were very used to, the middle of the day on Erev Pesach. But where, where does that come from? So it's not Hatam. We learn in the Mishnah, it's going to be later. Again, it's a little backwards, but it's going to be in Yudala. For Meir, Omer, Ochlin, Kol Chamesh, we serve from Mitchilas Chesh. You can eat Chamesh the entire fifth hour, and then at the end, at the beginning, rather, of the sixth hour, that's when you have to burn it. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Ochlin, Kol Arba, that you can eat an, the entire fourth hour, but then Betoilin, Kol Chamesh, then in the fifth hour, it hangs there like a matzo ball. The Sorfin, and then, at the beginning of the sixth hour, you, you actually burn it. So again, it's just a question of Rebut has that buffer zone of the extra hour uh, between the eating, right? It's supposed to, uh, Rameo says it's like one, uh, one right against the other. Rebut has that buffer of the extra hour. But at any rate, both Rameo and Rebut, they both hold that from sixth hour and on, right, it's going to be Usr. And the Gemara asks, where is the source for this? So Amar Baye, Trey, Kari, Ksive. We have two psukim that we have to reconcile, and through these two psukim we arrive at the Isra Chamitz in the middle of the day. Ksiv, Shivas Yomim Sorle Matsuvasechem. So one boss says that for seven days, right, this is what we're talking about, Lo Yibatse. You can't have any Chamitz in your house. Okay, so seven days. Uchsiv Ach Bayom Harishon Tashbisus Ormi Batechem. These are the classic sources of, of, uh, Badika and Beer and getting rid of all the Chamitz. But the Pasik says in an interesting way, it says, Ach Bayom Harishon. On the first day, that's when you get rid of the Chamitz. Wait a minute. On the first day of what? On the first day of Pesach? Well, if that means the first day of Pesach, then you can't have already had chametz there because you already we already know that it's not supposed to be found in your house anymore. So what what chametz are you getting rid of on the first day if you're not allowed to have chametz at all already all of Pesach? So ask the Mar. How How do we reconcile the fact that Yom Rishon can't possibly mean the first day of Pesach because we've already gotten rid of all our chametz? We have to say that the fourteenth erev Pesach is the day that you do the Tashbisu, right? The beer here is referring to the Tashbisu here. Ach Yom Rishon is referring to not. The first day of Pesach, but rather the day before Pesach. Okay. Four lines up from the bottom. It says, Yeah, well, how do we know that it means the middle of the day? That, that was the original question. That we, that we, the Isra Chamech starts in the middle of the Erev Pesach. So, how does that bring us to um, the middle of the day? Maybe it just means that as one full day, and therefore already the, on, on the night that we typically refer to as Badikas, right? Or Labasar, the night that we typically refer to Badikas Chamech, maybe already then it should be also to eat Chamech. Now this is to include yeah, the night of the 15th, Labir. Uh, right, oh, so it could be like this. this is a different question. Uh, in other words, like this, maybe, maybe it means something else. Look at the Pesukim. Interesting. If you look at just that Pasuk, it may, you may have thought that it only means that during the day. You can't, find, you can't have Chamech during your house during the daytime. 
And maybe it's like Ramadan, that at night you can't have chametz in your house. So he says, maybe what it's teaching you, right, maybe the days are when chametz is prohibited. But at night, it's, it's, it's pizza night every night. Maybe you need the second pasuk of explaining to you that tashbisu shorim basechem bayom arishon. No, 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 no. This is not like a Ramadan where at night you eat pizza and during the day you eat matzah pizza. It's it's a it's a situation where from the beginning of Pesach throughout you can only eat chametz. That's perhaps says the Gemara. That's maybe what you have to learn. The Gemara says a hulo itzrichalei. No, we wouldn't need the pasuk to teach you that chametz starts on uh, that the Israel chametz starts on Pesach and then you have to eat matzah all Pesach long and you can't eat actual real pizza at night. Now itkesh hashbasis as we turn to heyam and aleph. Because we already have a whole bunch of right correlations here. First of all, the getting rid of the se'or, of the chametz, is tied to achilas chametz. How is it tied to achilas chametz? Because the psukim, we're going to see. The, the, the Gemara is going to go through the psukim. So, first of all, getting rid of the chametz is tied to the achilas chametz. The achilas chametz, the achilas chametz, achilas matzah. In other words, it's a zero-sum game, right? Whenever you have to have to eat matzah, that's when you're no longer allowed to eat chametz. How are we going to know that? We're going to see that in the psukim now. So we, basically the end game is going to be that we see that the psukim themselves teach us that so long as we have a chiv of achilas matzah throughout Pesach, we also have the iser of achilas chametz. How so? Let's look at the psukim in the Gemara here now. As follows. Hashbasa se'or l'achilas chametz, getting rid of the chametz, is tied to achilas chametz because it says, dichsev shivas yomim se'or lo'imotz b'vaseichem. Right? That you can't have the chametz in your house for seven days. And then, the continuation of the same pasuk says, kikol ochel machmetz esmenich rosach. Right? So we see that the, right, the getting rid of the se'or is related to the fact that you can't eat the chametz. Right? In other words, you shouldn't have se'or in your house because eating chametz leads to an iser kares. So therefore, that's why we're getting rid of it. That's what the Pasuk says, okay? And then the comparison of Achilles Chametz to Matzah is as follows. Achilles Chametz, Achilles Matzah, Dichsif, because the Pasuk says, Kol Machmetz is Los Ochelu, Bechol Mosh Vosechim, Tochlu Matzos. Wow. See? This is one Pasuk. That you shouldn't eat Chametz, right? And then it says, and you should eat Matzah. So we see, so long as you're eating Matzah, you shouldn't be eating Chametz. So long, right? And the Yisr of, of Chametz is coming together with the Mitzvah of Matzah at the same time. And then, Uksivit B'Matzah, and with respect to Matzah itself, it says, Ba'erv Tochlu Matzos. Uh, once you have the pasuk that teaches you that you have to eat matzahs at night and you can't just have regular doughy pizza, so then now you know already through these relationships of the psukim that you cannot eat chametz at night. So once we know that you have to eat matzah day and night, we also know that you're not allowed to eat chametz day and night, and therefore the pasuk is available at that point. Since we don't need the pasuk to teach you that we have to have an iser chametz at night as well, so that we have the pasuk left over to teach you something else, which is what? That you have this chiv uh, iser this iser of Achilles Chametz starts on the air of Pesach in the middle of the day. Just finishing up over here, uh, the thought, right? Not, we're going we're to finish on Ach over here on, on nine lines down. Maybe the Psukim are coming to include the night for beer, right? The night for beer. Maybe what the Psukim are trying to tell you is that you have to get rid of all the Chametz when? On, on the night. Why are we saying that it's in the middle of the 14th? Why are we saying that it's in the sixth hour at noon as we're used to? Maybe you're supposed to get rid of everything the night before. That would make sense. Right, because the next day you're eating breakfast. What's going on? You're eating bagels. So my answer is by yom ksiv. No, because the pasuk says by yom. So by yom makes it sound like it has to be done during the day. Okay, fine. So says, then then the says so ve'ema mitzafra. So if it's by yom, then maybe it should be from the beginning of the day. In other words, by yom harishon the pasuk says tashvishus to army basechem. So we've already learned that when you put that together, shivas yomim sorely matzav basechem. We know that by yom harishon is not pesach itself, but erev pesach. Very good. It says Bayom. So the fact that it says Bayom, we know that it's not the night before, and we don't have to get rid of all our chametz when we do the Badika the night before, but we actually could do it during the day. But if you're doing it during the day, so where, from, where does this middle of the day come from? It should be, it should be in the beginning of the day. The Amen Mitzafra, it should be says the Gemara, Ach Right? Because the Pasuk has the word 
ach in it. And when the Pasuk starts, anything that starts with the word ach, as Rashi explains, right, it's going to be ach, like Rashi, ach in Virak, and every time it says ach and rak, mutin. So, what? What does it divide? Oh, very good. Ah, we know it divides. In our case, it divides the day. It divides the daytime of Erev Pesach to teach you that half of the day is going to be mutter and chametz and half of the day is going to be aser and chametz. Well, it doesn't actually tell you. It just divides it. It doesn't divide it exactly in half. But once we're dividing it, it makes sense to divide it in half. As Rashi says, Ah, in Virak, in Mi'utin, they divide. Alma mitzvah sayon mutter and mitzvah so aser. Rashi literally says that. We know that it's divided so that part of the day is going to be motor for chametz and part of the day is going to be aser. And from the fact that we know that it's part and part, we assume, right, uh, so to speak, that we split it directly in half. And then, interestingly enough, Rashi brings a, gem- a gematria, an unusual gematria, with every seven letters are, uh, you count. And that's how you know that ach means, means chatzi. So he brings an extra special reason to teach you that it's literally half the day. And uh, Rabbi Leibowitz discusses whether actually gematrias are one of the midas that are taught in Yudrash We know that there's Yudgimel midas that are taught in Yudrash as we're about to say, because we're about to daven, Shemar Omer, right? But the fact of the matter is that there are more. Why those 13 are chosen is unclear, and it is actually a discussion whether one of those things is gematria. So next time somebody says gematria and you think it's a shtick, just know that Rashi uses it for Achilaik in the second day on Rashi over here in a very real sense to teach us what? The, the, the Raisa, really, of Israel Achilas Chametz being in the middle of the day on Erev Pesach. It was great to see you, Zaman Doiv. We're nine lines down from the top of Hamadalis. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay, so Lee Nether, I'll record.